So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the day Roger first publishes famous thesaurus. Then on Tuesday, we say happy birthday, Mr. Potato Head. On Wednesday, the extraordinary stories of the child soldiers who fought in the American Civil War. On Thursday, how King James changed the word of God. And on Friday, what did spam emails look like in 1978? We discuss this and more on Today in History with the retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the only F1 podcast whose Bahrain episode will be entirely made of wind noises. Uh Not that kind of wind, Phil. (laughs) It's like the gentle gushing of a summer breeze. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the only F1 podcast that Hamilton calls a dickhead. It's not true, actually. Hamilton actually saw his reflection and was calling himself a dickhead. <laughs> Have you seen Tommy Hilfiger clothes? What a p- Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the only F1 podcast that calls Hamilton a dickhead. Yeah, how do you like it, Hamilton? Dickhead. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the only F1 podcast that celebrates Sauber being in the points. I tell you, it's end times. The four horsemen appear on the horizon. Last year, they only had four horsepower. I'm G. Grez, and today we're going to talk about the Bahrain Grand Prix, where we discovered that a dictatorship with alleged arm dealing, plus refusal to engage in diplomatic relations, plus questionable human rights, equals a great Grand Prix. So we're going to talk about Vettel, Sauber, points, broken limbs, and the gender pay gap. That's all to come. Joining me is a man who has been playing nurse this week. It's Phil Tromans. I do love misery. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, it's not, as, it's not as sexy as it sounds. My wife's been ill. I've been looking after her. Oh. In a sexy nurse outfit? But why would, she, why would the patient wear a sexy nurse outfit? Oh, no, that's all wrong. No, I'd wear the sexy nurse outfit. That's, okay, that's better. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I meant. Also, I've done so little of note in the last two weeks that that's literally the only thing I could think of. Is Any stories? Beck, get well soon. I love you. Beck, get well soon. I love you. I can see us all is going steady. It's nice <laughs> to be loved. And alongside him is a man who really is a tight Terry. It's Terry Saunders. So I found myself this week in a shop buying expensive jeans. Because, you the know... The best kind of jeans. They are the best kind of jeans, apparently. This is a company called 
Are there either nude or naked jeans? Nudie. Nudie the exact jeans. jeans that I am wearing now. Okay, I'm, I'm, they're stylish. a great jeans company, and yes, they are very good, expensive. Good returns policy. I, I bought a pair ages ago on sale, and I was like, these are an okay price of jeans. Anyway, I need a new pair of jeans. Walking past the shop, went, I'm going to go in. Wait, is what? this story going to be like your Doc Martens story? No, it's <laughs> actually the opposite. I end up paying more money than I intended. <laughs> so I go in try these jeans I like and the guy says to me okay because they've all got wacky names you know Slim Jim la di da this Grim that Tim. the other Grim Tim maybe that's Thin the Finn. one Thin Finn Thin Finn and then they can say these, these are a new style called Tight Terry's <laughs> so <laughs> I'm really? there like someone's dad going <laughs> oh it's my name <laughs> <laughs> anyway the ones I wanted were more expensive by a country mile than the rest of them and I made a joke going oh I'm not sure I want to buy these because I really am a Tight Terry and the guy looked at me like I was the unfunniest man ever. <laughs> So I just got my credit card out and was like, I'll, I'll be off. <laughs> and it, are you wearing them now? I'm wearing them now. Oh, wow. They we are tight. Are, we are all nudie on this blessed day. They're pretty good jeans. They're organic. They fix them for free. Everything's made by... Um, wizards. Wizards. <laughs> no, the Wizard, the band, the 70s yeah, band. Yeah, that's right. Do the Christmas song. It's Danny! That's, that's Slade. Slade. Out. Oh. That's Slade. I don't know anything about <laughs> Slade's Christmas songs. Slade's jeans are awful. <laughs> Chica, what have you been up to? Well, Terry, I went this weekend. I love you. Sorry, that's what I was saying. <laughs> Can I be serious, please? Sorry. I went this weekend to a wedding, Aww. which was very pleasant. However, I have never felt so thick in all my life. Everybody there went to either Oxford or Cambridge. Oh, I've been to one of those. Have yeah. you? I don't really know what these words you're saying are. But you went to university. I did. So I hadn't met anyone that hadn't gone to Oxford yet. Talked to a lot of people. On our table... I chatted to the girl next to me and the girl the other side and realised that those two didn't go to Oxford. So basically they put the three of us together so that we could grunt at each other, (laughs) try and (laughs) work out what the food we were eating. Why is our food in a trough? (laughs) (laughs) So, right, listeners, corner then. This is where each week we come up with a torture joke uh, where we involve corners and how you guys write in with your opinions. And then I read it out and it doesn't sound half as funny as it sounded in my head but what are you gonna do call the cops <laughs> cops oh you mean the corner at silverstone it's very good. i get this all right my turn my turn what are you gonna do turn four <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's start with mclaren who proved in bahrain that after the disaster of their honda engines last year all they really needed was a reliable power unit to rise back to the top. Except, of course, they didn't. Now, Nathan Smith on our Facebook page says, McLaren, best car on the grid. If only we didn't have a Honda engine, easily beaten by a Honda-powered car. Brilliant. Phil McWilliam said, I put a bet on Alonso getting a podium after his Bertie big bollocks. Now we're ready to fight the top three after Australia. The cocky twat should refund my stake out of his 40 million salary. And Richard Stevenson on Twitter said, The question is, if McLaren had stuck with Honda, where would the lead driver have finished in that race? I don't know. This doesn't make any sense. I don't know what's going on. There is no way that Toro Rosso has any right to be fourth place. And the fact it wasn't, I mean, slightly fluky in that the Red Bulls weren't there, so it would have been a net six, probably. But at the same time... 
that's still better than any Honda Barrett thing should do. I've had all of the idiots on the internet say, wouldn't it be hilarious if Toro Rosso beat McLaren this year? And I've been ha! patiently just going like, it won't happen, it can't happen. And I've seen Gary Anderson's report from testing. The Toro Rosso looks really shonky. Their aero package isn't great. The engine's rubbish. There's no way it's going to happen. So I refuse to believe this happened. Well, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll revisit this in a minute. This is about McLaren, though. We'll talk about Honda and their oh. thing, but well, McLaren. Mc- McLaren just... They're, they're just, just shit, they're they? Williams. No, they're just, well, no, they they've are, got points. No, but they're Williams. They're Williams like maybe 20 years ago when we were going, oh, Williams is a good team. They're not going to slide to the back of the grid. And the slide was slow, gentle, but definitely going down. And that's what McLaren are doing. They, but they did this last year. They just sit there and they say, oh, next race, next race. I can feel it. Or maybe by Barcelona. I've given up. Ouch. And Alonso's fourth in the championship. What's going on? Is he really? Yes. <laughs> Of course, highlighting McLaren's crapness was Toro Rosso and their Honda engines, which powered Pierre Gasly to an extremely impressive fourth place. This prompted Ian Montgomery to declare Honda Toro Rosso podium by Barcelona. Like we just said. Let's make a t-shirt. Everyone.com forward slash shop. Shop, shop, shop. Sam Miguel Woolbank said, didn't I say about Honda last year? And you said, don't be stupid. Eat humble pie. Lol. I don't think you did. Right, I Sam, you may have said that, but... Don't come here putting out our mistakes. You'll be here all bloody day. <laughs> now, you may be right that they've... D- oh, I, can't even, I can't even defend it. Terry, we- I've got more, so just wait for it. Paul James reminded us of Gasly quoting Alonso from Australia. Now we can fight after crossing the line. To which Wes Paul stops replied, That was a highlight. Smart-ass little prick. I think I love him. I love you. Yes, <laughs> I... I also was very pleased with that because that was good line. Well done, Gazzy. You've got a bit of spunk, so keep it up. I don't understand what's going on. Toro Rosso have no right to be fourth. That engine is rubbish. We know that. The car isn't very good because, you know, I read on Autosport Live that the car's wobbly at high speeds and the engine sounds stupid. And they're contractually so, obliged to not be that good. Exactly. They're not allowed to be that good. What's going on? There's no way. But what? his driving was amazing, but he was miles away from Hamilton. But miles in front of Magnussen. Yeah, but Magnussen was a minute behind, so there was no competition there. He was just driving along. Yeah, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, driving along very quickly. But How? Well, I mean, a lot of it—a lot of it has Maybe to be surely to do with Gasly because uh, Hartley was nowhere really. I mean, he didn't That's help by true. getting all the penalties, but well, Hartley had a bird hit him, and he's cut his well, lovely Gasly. hair off. What's the point in taking the piss and talking about these things when they prove us wrong? Our we whole shtick, always prove our wrong. whole shtick only works when people go. <laughs> Oh, God, those guys are really rude and, like, sweary about things. But the funny thing is, they're right. And it doesn't work if we're just rude and sweary and wrong. Well, also, all the bloody drivers are being sweary now. Magnussen was doing it all the time. Uh, Hamilton was doing it at the end. Vettel does it all the time. That's our movement. We're just suddenly going to become the establishment. (laughs) Are we we old? (laughs) Now, in other news, grid girls aren't dead. Well, we never wanted them actually dead. But what we mean is the concept isn't dead. Sadly, Monaco has confirmed that the pretty smiling eye candy will once again be the female face of F1 at the Monte Carlo Grand Prix. And Russia, too, looks likely to have the girls back on the grid. Why? Well, nobody less than Russia's deputy prime minister, for fuck's sake, said... If we can reach an agreement, (laughs) we will... (laughs) Russian, not Scottish. (laughs) Thing is, in my head... It's coming out Russian. And then when it comes out of my mouth, it's Scottish. just Scottish. I'll tell you what, I'll try Scottish. 
Aye, if we could reach an agreement, <laughs> we will revive this tradition. Moreover, our girls are the most beautiful. It's wrong at German races to lead out children. <laughs> Hang on, is he really saying it's wrong at races to lead out children who are frightened of mechanical This things? is a direct quote from the Deputy Prime Minister of Russia. <laughs> you oh need grown-ups in all kinds of motorsport. Girls advertise the cars and it looks harmonious and pretty. <laughs> I, I mean, just... <laughs> what? I mean... This is comical. (laughs) Russia trying to distract people from what they're up to by putting stupid quotes like children who are frightened of mechanical things. Yeah, and he's like, moreover, our girls are are the most beautiful, so therefore they should be on the grid. But, I mean, I don't understand it if they're asking the kids to run the teams, but they're not. (laughs) They're just saying kids stand there. They're not saying kids, right, now put a starter motor in there and rev it up to 9,000. They're frightened of mechanical things. (laughs) So surely, if, if it was overruled by the FIA, then why... Yeah, I don't know how this has got... Uh, but what? more importantly, where the hell were the bloody grid kids this week? Did you see any? I didn't no. see any grid kids. I mean, it was a night race, so they might have been in bed, but that seems <laughs> to be something we'd have thought through. Second race being no grid kids. I reckon the Russians have poisoned them all. <laughs> bloody hell. It's going to get confusing. So you thought that the days of faffing around with the qualifying rules were over. Well, think again. Ross Braun thinks we should consider introducing qualifying races on the Saturday to spice up the show. Speaking to Sky's Martin Brundle, Braun said, if we can get some diversity into the starting grid, which is genuine because it's come from a race, maybe that's worth considering. Formula 2 has two races over the weekend, but I never watch them. Are they any good? Yeah. You've I'm seen all a few of them, I like Formula 2. I like two races. I don't really understand, but, you know, it's fine. I think it's a good idea. I'm not ruling it out. I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm foreseeing problems because how do you decide who starts the qualifying race? Do you have another qualifying session beforehand? Yeah. Keeps going back all the way through the week until the, <laughs> the race weekend is now a year So you long. have the qualifying race that determines the actual race. Yep. But then what happens? But the actual if race is actually not really a race. It's just a race that determines the start of the new Monday race. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it determines the following weekend's qualifying mm. race. And the actual only proper oh, race God, that's actually it. is the last race of the season at Abu Dhabi. For double points. <laughs> uh, I think that is it, actually. I think it would go on the results of the previous race. Okay. That makes sense, actually. That sort of would make sense. I've not heard anyone say that. But, but that does I mean, sense. what happens if you, have, if you have a big accident in the qualifying race? Yeah. Then what? Your bad luck. Oh, I see what you mean. So you're saying if there's a big crash... And oh, how do they... Can they repair the car, the car yeah. that quickly? Are they, uh, yeah, they can repair cars, can't they? Can well, it depends what happens, days. I suppose, but... Okay, well, then they have to change the safety rules to mean you have to start, no matter how tough up your car is, <laughs> like a demolition derby kind of thing. <laughs> Just have a car at the back, like, leaking and one wheel in the air. <laughs> I'm, I'm not immediately dismissing this as the stupidest idea I've ever heard. It's It'd be very idea. different. We've, as far as I'm aware, they've never done this in Formula 1 in all its history. But they've had lots of different qualifying. You know, the, the qualifying yeah, well, this we've is got it. now is only like 15 years old. Is it even that? I mean, they, they were faff- they, it doesn't seem that long ago since they were faffing I remember what it used it. to be. They used, you have to add up two times from different days and then divide them in half and do an average. So and they just hot laps, didn't they? They can't, they can't be any worse than that. Idea. Nothing is more exciting than viewing maths. Um, Get your spreadsheet out. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at For F1's Sake or find us on Facebook where we're For F1's Sake or you can email us at wrong at ff1s.com. What? We're also on Instagram now. Oh, yes. And kind of Snapchat. I do oh, yeah, not no. understand I don't Snapchat get it. I really or don't get what it. the point of it is. Someone called Fraser keeps sending our account messages and I, push, I think he's flirting. He oh, really? Nice. Yeah. 
with with Snapchat. If you've yeah. managed to figure out how to read messages on Snapchat, then you're doing better than I do. Because it's I, not really messages. The ones I've read, they're there gone. for like five minutes. And I'm like, <laughs> they're there for five seconds, and I was like, oh, I I'll come back. Let to me that. get and my glasses. And it's gone. <laughs> and then the message is gone. What's the point? Oh, what is understand. the point, not Phil? Easy. What is the point of any of this? I don't know. And how would you find us on Instagram? For F1 sake was available. <laughs> so I'd say to go for Plant Life Weekly. Um, yeah, for everyone's sake. Say one Snapchat, I think. So now time for the teams and we're going to start this week with Ferrari. Now Vettel's 200th Grand Prix was a chance for us to see some very good driving and hear the German national anthem. Both had good qualifying and if it wasn't for a mechanic getting caught in the wheel, that could have been a two Ferrari podium. Raikkonen was, as you can imagine, totally indifferent about the accident with an emotional shrug. So what happened? Ferrari were very fast. In terms of the race, they were, I mean, they were very fast all over the place. And qualifying. They, they were fast very in the race. They were fast in qualifying. They were fast coming out of the pits. They, were, they, little bit, they little broke that leg very quickly. A little bit too fast, yeah. <laughs> For years, Ferrari have been quick and then utterly rubbish on the race weekend. They mm. just totally fall apart. And this year, they seem to not be quickest. And yet, they're doing it all right. Well, they were quickest this weekend. Quickest in qualifying, quickest in the race. I mean, apart from they, you could argue they chose the they chose watches? the wrong they chose the wrong tire strategy. Well, they always do, don't they? Well, yeah, but that was quite it. good to make those tires last. Wasn't possible. Well, yeah, exactly. well, yeah, no. He, he, don't get me wrong. He did very well. And once again, and I'm sure we'll be talking about this all the way until 2021. The fact that Bot has chased him down, chased him down, chased him down, got within half a second. Oh, I can't overtake him. One more lap, though. One more lap. One more lap. Then it would have be been another lap of like, oh, one more lap. <laughs> <laughs> They did very well. It does in actually bode well for the season, or at least until the summer when they inevitably do something stupid and tits it up and hand it to Mercedes again. But the whole race was a lot more exciting than Australia. Yeah. It was amazing. I actually, sparks. yeah, it was quite fun. Yeah, the sparks So good. many sparks. Sparks make a race. And good. who'd have thought a few years ago that we'd be talking about exciting races at Bahrain? Is that two yeah. years in a row now? Was yeah. last year the exciting one? They do one? good at Bahrain. And, and a couple of years, you know, a few years ago you had the old... How yeah, old? When, I can't remember when that Bish, was, bash, but bosh. yeah. I think it's the sparks. The, better, the more you can see the sparks, the, the better, better the race. race. And when they brought the spark thing in, we were just like, this is a bit of a gimmick. I know it's a titanium skid plate, but they're really doing it just for the sparks. I good. am now thinking the opposite. I think more sparks, sparks everywhere. Fireworks. <laughs> just some bloke at the back welding. They should have, <laughs> <laughs> have Charlie Whiting on the podium just letting <laughs> off sparklers. But moving on from sparks to the mechanic mistake accident, who is going to get sacked for that? I was going to get sacked. They're all going to bandy together and blah de blah. But well, you I, say that Haas got rid of their mechanics. Apparently, did they? That balls up. There was apparently there was a reshuffle. Oh. I wonder if they were shuffled off to uh, Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. What is it? it's almost the, the oh, same it's problem again. I, fu- I, was, I fucked up last week, and now I've been given this promotion. I get to stand in front of the Ferrari. Oh, great! <laughs> it was pretty never, much the s- never fuck up again. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty much the same mistake again, though. Is that somebody pressed the go button before they were ready? I mean, they hadn't even taken the wheel off, let alone put the new one on. Yeah. I am not normally one to say, let's go retrograde and let's go backwards. I don't mm-hmm. know that's what retrograde means, is it? Yeah, why not? <laughs> anyway. Um, Wasn't it a Def Leppard album? I'm not all for nostalgia, but I say bring back the lollipop man. This green light system is not working. You want to bring it back to a bloke with a stick or mm-hmm. a woman, you know, it's fine. Or even just a lollipop. A bloke lady. with a woman. A, lolli- a bloke <laughs> holding up a grid girl. <laughs> <laughs> and the grid girl goes, I'm ready! <laughs> so, and, then, 
I reckon it should be like a lollipop lady. Or man. An actual school lollipop. Well, if with all the Greek kids, I suppose. Yeah, it'd be quite you know, useful. Do you ever cross a road with a lollipop lady? Yes. They're fierce. They are. Right? But they it, are f- it feels amazing, doesn't it? Does. It feels so safe. I feel, I feel like great. I'm missing out. Oh, you should. I always hang out near schools. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but, so we should say, first of all, there's been an Instagram picture shared of the mechanic in plaster, but his thumb is up. Mm-hmm. Also in plaster. He's been forced to keep his thumb up <laughs> to enjoy himself. So we can now talk about this because there's that old rule in Formula One. Don't take the piss when the cameras aren't on the thing because something bad might happen. Yeah. But, you know, it was bad, but it wasn't bad. bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. When he's bad. walking around, we can take the piss out of it. No, we take the piss now. So, someone says analysis, like, only Ferrari have people standing literally in front of the wheel. Like, all the other teams seem to have everyone else stood slightly back. So, Ferrari. Mm. Oh, it's the old out. Italian approach to health and safety. Yeah, we don't give a shit. <laughs> Two, whoever it was who tweeted the slow-mo uh, in-depth graphic at us, thanks for that. Because <laughs> uh, you really can see his leg break. It was... <laughs> Quite grim. Also, and no one else was showing it, so no it's good to it. have that. Someone tweeted at me, and I was just like, yeah, I'll have a look, because it can't be that bad. It's already on Twitter. Oh, God, Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Legs don't go that way. Oh, yeah. For me, what was most interesting was seeing Kimi Raikkonen storm back from his car, because he was obviously pissed off. He threw the steering wheel back in the car. You know, mm. he just lost his race, and he was like in second or third or whatever. And as he was storming back, I couldn't tell. There's one or three options. One, he was going to go back, check how the mechanic is, because he's deep down a really lovely bloke that mm. we all love and he's social media winner. <laughs> Two, I had a feeling he looked really angry and he was just going to go there and just like stamp on the guy's leg and go, <laughs> don't fucking do that again and walk out. And instead what he did, he kind of nonchalantly looked over as if like there was an ice cream man there and went, oh, fuck it, went into the garage. <laughs> and then later on went, oh, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. yeah, that was the one thing he said, isn't it? How, <laughs> how do you feel? I didn't do anything wrong. Not my fault. But no, I, my fault. I liked Channel... My legs are working. <laughs> <laughs> Channel, Channel 4's coverage said uh, that it was so nice seeing that the rest of the team went to help the guy. Oh, what? <laughs> what else was he supposed to do? Kick it to the side of the road. we got metal coming in. Quick. <laughs> Just point and laugh. Right. Cover him with a blanket or something. <laughs> Tie a blanket. <laughs> Mercedes. Now, both Mercedes had good starts and both did impressive drives. But that could be reiterating that the Ferrari is actually a better car. Until the last five seconds, although we argue about it, it, I thought it looked like Bottas might be able to overtake Vettel. But if Hamilton had been in second place, do you think he could have done it? Yeah. More likely than Bottas. Because Vettel was on tyres that were so nearly dead that actually probably would have just taken some real pressure to have made a, a screw up mm. if, if Hamilton had been in that position obviously his tyres were a lot newer so I do I, I mean I don't know I do wonder if Bottas's tyres were starting to go a little bit as well they were but. going a little bit but at the same time Bottas in a Williams was like here's a driver who's up and coming he's going to be good Bottas in a Mercedes is the worthy successor to Ros just totally just like eh. well no Ros looked capable of winning a title and did Not, yeah, but can you imagine Bottas doing that he's he, like your archetypal number two driver he did win a title but he never looked capable of winning one <laughs> Okay, Toro Rosso. Gasly was a hero and came home in fourth, as we said. Now, things started off when he overtook a Red Bull at the start and held the place until the end, which means Toro Rosso plus Honda plus adorable small Frenchman equal good things. Could this winning formula get Toro Rosso more podiums this season? Or any, because they didn't get one yet. You wouldn't know it to see the reactions because they were literally holding him aloft and carrying him down the pit lane. That's but he didn't actually get a podium. I don't know is the answer. Okay. I think, no, of course not. No chance. There's no way they're going to get a podium. And yet now, this is like going, oh, look, there's just a 
there's a car floating around in the sky. Gravity doesn't work anymore. Right? <laughs> These things that I know to be known are now unknowns. What's the point in predicting anything? Let's go and invest in bloody Bitcoin. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what Bitcoin is. I mean, uh, Bitcoin is now powered by Honda. Is that a good thing or not? I don't know. We've discussed that Gasly did very well, but I do feel a little bit sorry for Hartley, who had a pretty disastrous race. Yeah, he didn't. He wasn't um, even on the screen, was well, he? Well, he got a 10-second penalty for clouting Perez. I didn't actually see the incident other than... Perez spinning round. I didn't. I don't. I didn't see a replay of what mm. happened. But the stewards decided that Hartley was absolutely at fault and gave him a ten-second penalty, which is harsher than the normal five seconds. Oh, ten seconds is a long time. But then after the you race, break, you can break two legs in that time. Exactly. <laughs> but then after the race, they gave him another thirty seconds because they'd been faffing around with Perez on the grid. It was all Perez and Hartley. Did you Did you hear about this? Yeah, the grid thing was weird because on the formation lap, Perez and Hartley got out of position with each other because they started next to each other. Perez didn't let Hartley back into position. Hartley didn't do something that he was supposed to do. I don't know. It's all very complicated. They both got 30-second penalties. So for Hartley, it was a race to forget. And I wonder... I hope he doesn't sort of go a bit kafir-like. Hmm. Seeing well, his teammates how does he become our well. driver of the year? <laughs> I, I think I beg to differ. Or do you think if we offered him sort of, you know, our driver of the year versus fourth place? He's clearly got to grow his hair back. As soon as he, he's like Samson. As soon as he's cut his long blonde locks... He gets hit by... I mean, he got hit by a bird. His front <laughs> wing had a hole in it. Did you see the hole? I didn't. It was a massive hole in, in like, through all the flaps. It was quite... It was like a cartoon bird hole. And who have we said it looks like a cartoon bird? <laughs> Gas- oh, conspiracy? <laughs> yes, Gasly somehow... Cartoon broke. Ca- whistled, and then all the Disney birds <laughs> from... Where's the nearest Disney to borrowing? Every Disney? Uh, Aladdin. What? Oh, beg your pardon. <laughs> Aladdin. That was a Disney film set in that area. I meant Disney in Resort. World. Oh, right. That's probably one of those. That's probably one that, uh, I don't know, somewhere, probably. Pierre Gasly gave a little whistle. <laughs> and then all the little <laughs> Disney birds go, oh, Master, oh, bonjour, because they're all French. Oh, bonjour. And what do you want us to do? Kamikaze. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect sense. We didn't talk about the wind noises. Lewis Hamilton's radio oh, yeah. wasn't working for the whole way through. Weirdly, except we could hear it on the telly. Yeah, so. yeah. I think that was their way of being like, oh, he's moaning again. Can't hate. No, I think the engineer's headphones weren't working. He didn't have them plugged in. It's not a great advert for Bose, is it? <laughs> <laughs> these these noise cancelling headphones are good, yeah. aren't they? They cancel everything. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, adver- uh, this episode is brought to you by Bose. Get closer. So, for ages, you like, just kept going, Lewis, we can't hear you properly, we can't hear you, even though we can hear on Zeddy very weird. And then at <laughs> one bit where he just goes, Lewis, I can just hear wind noises, as if, <laughs> as if clarifying, is that what you're doing? <laughs> just in the car going... Lewis, <laughs> 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 can be a moderate noise. breeze if you've got enough engine power. Right, Red Bull. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what went wrong here? Everything. Everything. Yeah. Okay, first of all, <laughs> I rarely say you're right, Terry. In fact, I don't think I ever have. Here we but go. Verstappen. I love you. What the hell? He's not covered himself in glory here, is no. he? No. That's two races in a row. He's a great talent. He's not a great talent. I Slash, mean, maybe a dickhead. He's... <laughs> He's got natural talent, mm-hmm. but he will ruin it by... With his ego. With his ego, and he's stupid. Have you seen his Instagram? Oh, no. Not, he no. does this Unleash the Lion thing before every race, where he does some weird picture. He goes, Unleash the Lion! And it's just like, well, you're not a bloody lion. <laughs> There's no way. Any, if you gave me a list of animals and a picture of Max Verstappen, I would come at it. Lion would be a long way down that list. What, An you, otter. I was just thinking otter. Really? otter. really weird. Yeah. The otter of Amsterdam. Um, I would go for like a koala bear. 
The best thing about um, his race, though, was at the end of it, when, he'd packed, when they'd all packed up early, you saw him going to leave the track. Mm. And he was wearing the exact kind of rucksack I would expect Max Verstappen to wear. I we saw, looked, yeah, like we a little. That. He looked like he was about to go skydiving. I thought it was more like you know when you're in Camden Town, there's a bunch of like European tourists, <laughs> and they've all got the backpack on their front, overly te- overly technical rucksacks. Yeah, that kind of thing. And I'm just like, yeah, I've lost all respect for you, mate. <laughs> Not like the one that people wear when they go running. You know, they manage to roll up their clothes into the size of an egg and then put it in there. Or just an egg. I take or an just- egg with me when I go running. <laughs> one raw egg. <laughs> Got a protein at the end of your run. Just no, I don't eat it. No, 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 bring it back, and oh. then I come back, and I've got an egg. So, what happened with Ricardo? I'm not really sure. Something to do with was it all his gearbox? All, no, it was, it was literally. It was just all his electricals went at once. It's basically like somebody just turned the entire mm. car off. The or screen, the engine, everything went round to a halt. Because maybe they'd forgotten to switch the wireless on, and what happened is they had the power cable plugged in, and he got around the circuit, and it was getting tighter and tighter and tighter, and then twang! <laughs> it was a bit like that. And uh, yeah. but then they had to sit him on a little motorbike and drive him home. Which right, I've got a theory that okay. you know, Liberty are changing all the rules and everything. They want qualifying races, they mm-hmm. want everything else. I think this little scooter for the drivers has got to stop, right? Because you, know you know they do that, um, the, the, the weird like flatbed interview yeah, before the race, just put them on an articulated <laughs> truck and drive them around the circuit. Two of the fastest drivers in the world sitting on a lorry, <laughs> and they got someone awkward interviewing them whilst like flies land in their hair. Right, they should do something similar to that to that for the when they go out of a race. So not a little scooter where they can just kind of bugger off. One, they should mandate that they have to take their helmets off, and we we'll want to see their angry faces. So that should be in the rule. You'll get a fine if you don't take your helmet off. <laughs> Two, I think it should be either a Segway. Or a clown car. Something, Rollerblades. Something that makes it... Rollerblades. Those hoverboard things where you always fall off. Yeah. You know, the ones that set on fire. Yeah. One of those. <laughs> Some form of kids or a pu- like a push scooter, like a micro scooter. Or just a series a of skate- pathways across the track where you can throw <laughs> eggs at them. <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't know. Red Bull, pretty terrible, really, isn't it? It I mean, was pretty disastrous. For the first time in years, they built a car fast enough to win races at the start of the season. <laughs> it just it breaks it down or crashes. Because Verstappen's crashed. He spanned the first one. Ricardo was um, penalised at the first race for ignoring the red flag. Yeah, he had a grid drop at this race. It's not even just the car's fault. Like, the car seems pretty good apart from when it doesn't work. Breaking. But yeah, like when it works, it seems almost up there with the Ferraris and the Red Bulls. Yeah, and uh, the Mercedes. So, do you reckon in next race Verstappen will behave himself and they will turn on Ricardo's car? No, I car? think it's going to get even worse. I've got a new nickname for Max Verstappen. What's that? Andrea de Cesaris. Wow. Hey. Hey. Haas managed to get all four tyres on and they stayed on. And Magnussen did some good overtaking and even better radio swearing. And he came home in fifth, his best ever finish. What did he do right and what did Grosjean do wrong? Firstly, mm-hmm. he did right was the Instagram video that he put out on Thursday <laughs> where he was in the pits with his personal trainer, looked up, saw they were on camera and he punched him in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Tremendously mm. good. Except I'm starting to get a little bit worried. Well, not worried because, you know. The, the fertility of his engineering. No, I'm, I'm thinking more about his kind of... Uh, Suck my balls, punches making the balls, everything's balls. Balls, balls, balls. He got a bit ballsy behind um, Grosjean, so to speak, on the race, wasn't he? He was, he was not happy with his teammate when Grosjean was not getting out of the way. Yeah, and I think rightly so. Grosjean was about to pit. He was on worse tyres. Magnussen was quicker. 
fact, Magnussen lost the place to Gasly, didn't he? So he would have Magnussen would have probably finished fourth if it wasn't for Grosjean being a dick. Yeah, yeah. But of course, Grosjean was slow because half of his car fell apart. You see that he was coming down the back straight and his barge uh, yeah. board fell off. Yeah, well, that's Grosjean which probably over, didn't it? help. <laughs> I don't know if he actually hit anyone. Let's move on to Force India. Now, Ocon got points, but compared to last season, this wasn't a particularly impressive Grand Prix. They stuck together for most of the race, um, and the car was just a bit disappointing compared to last year's monumental car. Do you agree? Yes. The problem is, when so many teams are doing better, like Toro Rosso, McLaren even, Renault, if people do better, other people have got to do worse. And I don't think Force India have necessarily done a bad job this year. Mm -hmm. It's just other people have done a much better job, and everything's so close. But yeah, they just... So you reckon they might have peaked last year? Well, it seems like their they're sort of slightly shambolic foundations in the organisation might have finally caught up with them, which we thought they were going to do for the past two years, and as we've discussed before, they did really well. I mean, they've got at least one really good driver and one driver who's really good on his tyres, but it doesn't seem to be doing them much good at the moment. Although it's an interesting battle with the two drivers, Ocon needs to beat Perez this year if he wants to get in that Mercedes... I think he will. He was that bit better last season. And we we don't like Perez. He was was in 10th and was Perez 12th, I think, this this race. So, I mean, I think that Ocon is a better driver. Um, But I think it's sometimes difficult if you're right at the back of the grid, even if you are tanking your teammate to sort of catch people's eye. But we'll see how they get on. He's caught my eye. Nice teeth. I knew you were going to say that. Sort of Verlinian levels? No, 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 no. But Verlinian's been very busy on Instagram. (laughs) <laughs> oh, he's into DTM now, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so am I, actually. <laughs> Renault! I think that's a yellow handkerchief. <laughs> it was a good weekend for Renault. Uh, a very good race from the Hulk, who came home in sixth. And he hassled Magnussen, who did come in just one place ahead of him. Science did okay, but no points. What did you think of their race? Hulkenberg's looking solid. Car looks all right. Solid. Sixth is good. Good drive. I don't remember Not seeing even anything from sites in the race not do you not any nausea <laughs> which apparently was also not oh, yes. just the water bottle thing that we spoke about last time but he said he ate a really dodgy banana <laughs> which how can you get a dodgy banana and moreover if you get a dodgy banana I mean I can imagine like if you're having a banana and it was like really black or really mouldy or, or really green well, I no, 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 green yeah, that's fine yeah. But at the same time, if you eat bananas, don't hide what they are. If it's horrible, you just go. Do you know what? I'm not going to finish this banana because this is full of maggots. <laughs> oh, I this that's banana. another good cornering reference. <laughs> okay, that summarises Renault quite well, I think. <laughs> McLaren. So both Alonso and Van Dorn came home in the points, and Alonso did overtake Hamilton at one point, right near the beginning. Now, after a pretty bad qualifying. I thought it was a lot better than I expected. Do you agree? But what what yes. did you expect? Well, qualifying, they were, they were awful. Like They were properly terrible. Mm. So the fact that in the race they weren't terrible is good. You I, know? Mean, but, I mean, 7th and 8th with three of the top cars retiring. No, but where we're they started from... We're looking at net 10th and 11th. Yeah, but from where they started mm. from, even that's kind of okay. Like, from where they started, you'd think you'd <coughs> almost expect them to kind of be further back. So, they, their race pace was better than their qualifying pace. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying this is what I want from McLaren, or what I expect from McLaren, or what Alonso is bullshitting about McLaren, <laughs> but I'm just saying it could have been worse. My God, what have I become? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be more crap. Williams. So it was a rubbish weekend, 16th and 17th. And I 
don't think I saw any Williams in the coverage. Oh, there was one bit I saw the Williams and I realised it was a Sarabat. That's how <laughs> it's got. They I mean, are just... What? It's gone. It's got worse. It's got worse. Now they have a shit car and two distinctly average drivers that can't seem to do anything with it. And let's not forget, they have a Mercedes engine in that yeah. car. So you'd imagine if it was just the engine and some wheels, mm. that should at least be kind of 11th. <laughs> uh, but it's dogs. I mean, they're, they're, they're fighting with... The, I mean, they're, sometimes they're not even fighting with the Saubers. Yeah. There's... I, I do fear that there are going to be quite a few races this year where they're going to be the last team. I think Kubica is watching it going, phew. <laughs> oh, pretty glad I'm not even with an arm. That would be embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to see any way out of it, really. I so mean, it's going to be, you're saying it's going to be a uh, bad uh, season? Well, I think it's already started very yeah. badly, but I was reading some interviews with, with Paddy Lowe and he's basically saying, look, we don't know why it's not working. Which is the worst place to be because, like, okay, mm. it's it's slow, but we know why it's slow. We haven't figured out how to fix it, but we know what's wrong. It seems to be like they just don't know why it's crap, just which is the worst bags. possible place to be in if they don't. Sandwich bags it. everywhere. It's just like <laughs> some disgruntled ex-employee is just like putting cling film over all the ducks. <laughs> it's um, it's very sad to see, and uh, I don't know. It's yeah. sad anymore. I'm just. Resigned to it. It was just up because I mean, you're the same age as me. We we are from the age where Williams were the team. Yeah, but that FW14 I mean was no the car. Sad. You know, it's like it's like if you had like a relative die when you were a kid. It's very sad at the time. But now you you look back and go, you know, I'm not saying I'm happy about my granddad being dead, but I wouldn't say I'm sad about it anymore. But this is and that's so, how I feel about but Williams. But they're not dead. They're just still on the <laughs> gargling. Okay, okay. Well, my granddad's been in intensive care for like 40 years. <laughs> I mean, surely somebody should pull the plug. I did. He's still alive. <laughs> it's a miracle. Okay, Sauber. Maldonado. Sauber. So, Ericsson came home in the points, and I think I can speak for opinions not always backed up by facts podcast FF1S, that this is not what any of us expected. Like, what's going on? I think this is this is a fresh new rookie we need to be keeping an eye out for. Do you know what year Ericsson started in Formula 1? Oh, Jesus. Um, 1924. Genuinely, 2014, 13, 14, 13, 14, 2014. 4000 BC. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know when it was? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but what happened to Leclerc? Yeah, Mr. Formula 2 champion. Yeah, yeah. He was just hanging out the back, wasn't he? I don't know. Ericsson was there on merit. Like, he held people off. He got there not through a bunch of people kind of crashing in some crazy wet race he was there mm. and that Sauber has never been quick enough to be there there's no way it's quick enough this year to be there and yet it's there I don't think I feel like what happened is there was some camera malfunction at the start of the race and all the cameras went dead <coughs> so what they did was they went quick just get a PlayStation up and we'll just put a <laughs> we'll just have some geeks playing a kind of simulation and we'll pretend it's the real thing because that's the only explanation I've got right like the, the Formula Esports. Yeah, basically. Or whatever it's called. Formula One Esports. They broadcast an esport. All of which leads us to the standings with Terry Saunders. Standings this week are based around the fact that Lewis Hamilton called Verstappen a dickhead. <laughs> and Vettel then defended Lewis Hamilton and said, he's a dickhead. <laughs> Pretty much. This is I mean, I'm, paraphr <laughs> I'm paraphrasing slightly. But basically, he said, I'm not against him. I mean, I don't have many. Uh, levels of expertise in my life but if I had to choose a swear word for each driver 
what would it be? So welcome to my very first, here's what all the drivers call each other, behind closed doors. And leading the championship is Fuckfinger. <laughs> that's 50 points for Sebastian Pedal. Uh, in second place is Tommy Douchefigure with Lewis Hamilton. And in third place is Dawdlebum. It's not really a swear word, but in Finnish that is terrible. Fernando Asholo, who can never make a decision that goes well, is in fourth place. Fourth place? How was that? How has that happened? What? I don't know. And in fifth place, it's oh here he comes. Watch out, girls, he'll break your legs. <laughs> oh here he comes, he's a leg breaker. <laughs> it's Kimi Räikkönen, uh, Numpty Hulkenberg. I wrote this on the tube, and then taking the Ricciardo, which is R- Ricciardo. Uh, Pierre Sarcastly. These aren't really swear oh. words. Mm-hmm. Balls, balls, balls. He's not. <laughs> Dickhead is 10th, that's Max Verstappen. Stoffel Roffel, that's a swear word now because um, I'm bored of him. Marcus Steroidson, that's the only thing I can think of. Why he did so well? He's on steroids. He's just uh, absolutely okay. Does that make the car. a thing for cars? I don't know, we should look into it. Let's take some drugs. Pukey McPukeface is in 13th, and Esteban Oral is 14th. What? Sorry, that was for a different list. Um, <laughs> Okay, now we're going to talk in a minute um, about the uh, the new the new Liberty rule changes and what they want to bring in. And there's an interesting tidbit to this story, which is that Mercedes and Ferrari have already vetoed some rule changes for next year to make the cars simpler to make overtaking better. And they just went, no, don't want it because they want to they want to protect their mm-hmm. investment. They want to stay first and second. So they said no. So this is the veto standings. In first place is Ferrari vetoing these standings. And second place is Mercedes. They're also vetoing these standings. In third place is McLaren. Third place is McLaren. How <laughs> is that possible? And they say if we had a Mercedes engine, we'd have definitely vetoed the standings first. And in fourth place, Red Bull. Uh, once we would have vetoed them, but now we won't admit that. In fifth place, Renault. We're really waiting until next year before we start to veto. And in sixth place, we've got a fourth place in a Honda. Fuck everything. Uh, seventh place, will veto if Ferrari has. Can someone check with them? That's Haas. And in eighth place, after a points finish, we will veto. And in ninth place, we desperately want new rules this year, as this year is looking rubbish. That's Force India. And in tenth place, Williams, who say, can we veto the last 30 years <laughs> I just have it as 1992 again thanks Aww. have Williams actually got points no mm. I put them in just for, just for that shits joke. and giggles yeah So now it's the moment you have all been waiting for. It is time for my quiz. Chicka quiz, chicka quiz, let me quiz you chicka quiz. I have decided to make this week's quiz a quiz about the gender agenda, and that is the gender pay gap, but within Formula One. What? Yes, because as you know, last week, all companies with over 250 employees had to state the difference between what they paid the males and females in their business. Christ, this should be good. Mm. Obviously, there are teams that we can't look up because they're not in the UK, but we're going to play a game where you guess what the gender gap is for these teams, Mercedes, Williams, McLaren, Renault, Red Bull, and Force India. So question number one, who do you think was the worst overall? So who had the worst overall? And they've got to be... (laughs) (laughs) I think the worst is going to be Force India. I will say Mercedes. Actually, you're going to find out that the worst overall was Red Bull. What? Mm. And which team did you think was the best overall? Uh, Williams. Mercedes. Force India, actually. Yes. 
Okay, so which team do you think has the lowest percentage of women? Lowest number of women working high up in the company. Exactly. Williams. Mercedes. <laughs> it is McLaren. Oh. Only only 1%. Whoa, that's quite That bad. is bad, isn't it? And that's an answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know the best, you know the worst. What order do you think they go in other than that? So we're starting with best force India. It's 7.4% average pay. That's good. That is very good, good, isn't it? I mean, it's not zero, so it's not great. But good. So um, what do you reckon? Number two. Mercedes. <laughs> you love Mercedes. No. Renault. You are right. Yes. Renault. Point. Yeah. 26%. Number three. Oh, that's a big jump. Mercedes. No. Fuck's sake. Williams. Yes. Oh. You are good at this. Williams, 28%. Number four. Mercedes. Mercedes. No. <laughs> Tyrrell. <laughs> it is McLaren. Okay. they were the worst. Thirty-four point six percent. Number five. Mercedes. Mercedes is yeah. right. Thirty-six percent. And then finally, it is of course Red Bull. Forty percent. Really? That's, yeah. Quite bad. Wankers. That is really bad, isn't it? And he's married to a Spice Girl. Exactly. Know better. Where's the girl power at Red Bull? So after all that, it is three-one to Terry. And so, what do you think the pay gap is in FF1S? Oh, well, this is quite awkward. Oh, I don't you know what you don't realise that I'm paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> and now it is time for the state of F1 with Terry Saunders. Liberty have come up with their plan to fix F1. It's a vague plan, very vague. It's a bullet-pointed list, or rather. Bullshit pointed list. If any of you listening have ever been in a meeting where stuff has to be agreed in writing but no one has the balls to take any responsibility, then it will feel very familiar. Here are some highlights. The PU must be cheaper, simpler, louder, have more power and reduce the necessity of grid penalties. Which is simple, make it a bloody engine like (laughs) in the old days. Uh, We believe how we spend the money must be more decisive and important than how much money you spend. Is this an initiative or an inspirational quote on some (laughs) idiot's wall? While there will be some standardised elements, card differentiation must remain a core value. Now, I'm no legal mind, but it sounds like they're just meaning different colours. <laughs> F1's unique historical franchise and value must and will still be recognised. And really, was anyone suggesting anything else with this? Was that just like Brian in the meeting being the guy going, what if people think we're trying to kill F1? We should probably put something in just in case that's what people think. No one thinks we're going to kill F1, it's fine. Next one. Engineering technology must remain a cornerstone, but driver's skill must be the predominant factor in the performance of the car. How do you legislate for this? How do you tell? Do you have a little survey pop up on the steering wheel screen? Can we take a moment of your time to ask how you're feeling about your skill being a predominant factor? It'll only take two minutes and you could put an Amazon voucher. <laughs> look, it's laudable they've gotten this far. The teams are not in F1 to make the sport look good and they're there to win and then make money for their parent companies or shareholders. And then if there's any time left at the end of the week, there might be 20 minutes to think about the good of F1. Mercedes and Ferrari have already vetoed a set of rules for next year. The red team aren't going to give out their extra money and veto for anything. I mean, you think Kimmy's pit stop was an accident. It's like, just look at what we do to one of our own if we're angry. See what we'll come and get you for. The only real way to fix a sport is to stop letting the teams have any say at all. Just look at how Christian Horner has changed his tune on everything from cost caps to aero regs now that Red Bull isn't Renault's baby and they're no longer winning. They cannot be trusted. But despite all this, what's the bloody point? The main problem with F1 is the engineers and aerodynamicists are too bloody clever. When they tried to cut the aero the other year, the cheeky sods almost won all of it back by mid-season. No matter what they come up with, with simplified wings and reductions in vortexes, the main fact is that it's a working group of a few people versus the might and genius of hundreds in all the teams. 
But don't worry, I have a solution. It's a bit like gardening leave. If you're in a competitive job, you can be forced to not work your notice when you quit, but also not be allowed to start in a new job for a set period of time. These people are still clever, but their skills cannot be used. Which is why I propose lobotomies. Every new member of technical staff has a lobotomy from a dodgy Ukrainian doctor. <laughs> After they're over the surgery, there's little chance they're going to come up with any genius loopholes to flout the rules. They'll be lucky if they can even make a sandwich. <laughs> but I'm a sporting kind of guy, hence it's being a dodgy doctor. Sometimes you'll get it wrong and there'll be a chance that the lobotomy won't take. I think that's <laughs> how lobotomies work, isn't it? That way, some of the teams will have an advantage. There you go, genius. Stuff that out of your pipe, Liberty. Done. I have very little to say about that. Thank you. It's always good. <laughs> well, that is it from us. It is goodbye to Phil Tromans. Goodbye. We have not had time to talk about Lance Stroll, because why would we? But specifically, because apparently he no longer listens to 1997 world champion Jack Villeneuve, because why would he? I do. He's got a very good podcast. <laughs> he did an album, you know, Jack Villeneuve. He did do an album. I believe it was awful. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> And it's a goodbye to Terry Saunders. We also haven't talked about Ferrari doing the most Ferrari thing in the world and vetoing esports. <laughs> All the teams have signed up for esports except Ferrari. <laughs> they're going to form, form their own breakaway esports series. <laughs> We've got a Sega Genesis. <laughs> oh, that's the card then. <laughs> or a Mega Drive if you're in the UK. Is that what a Gen- No, Genesis was in Genesis the UK. Was as well. the Me- Genesis was the Mega Drive. What am I thinking of? What's the one that came after the Mega Drive that the, flopped? The, the Saturn. Saturn. Yeah. Sega Saturn. Good joke that would have been. Carry on. <laughs> As you were. We'll be back next week to discuss the Chinese Grand Prix in Shanghai. But in the meantime, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for f one sake. And follow us on Twitter at for f one sake. And now you can follow us on Instagram and Snapchat. Really? Write us a review on Apple Podcasts, and if you're one of those people who comment on Guardian articles, just fucking stop. But before you do, put in a good word for us. On the Guardian? Yeah, their commenters are the worst. Terry, where can you buy branded products? I presume you're talking about branded (laughs) products for Formula One's sake, which is our podcast, which you can buy at www.ff1, that's uh, one number one, (laughs) s.com. Com. 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 It's a very different site. <laughs> FF1S.com forward slash shop, and you get a special range of t shirts that I have personalised. <laughs> oh, the Pascal Verline range? Yes. Somehow they're cheaper. <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you next week. I've been Chica Rez. Goodbye. Goodbye. Podcast Network.